Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. Do you ever get deja vu sometimes? Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> a little in joke, me and Ollie. Uh, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hit that bell icon so you made aware anytime I put new content on. Videos are daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. And every interview, every guest, every player we talk about, every moment is priceless. So make sure you hit that bell icon so you don't miss any content. Lots of great guests coming up, particularly as obviously we're coming to the end of the season now. You know, we've had our, um, our football fix. Now, rapid football fix, and now it's nothing after Sunday. But um, we'll be carrying on to keep you uh, entertained during the off-season. Um, loads of great guests, including today's guest, uh, Holly Worthington. Hi, Holly. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Thank yeah, you I'm all right. Yeah, no problem at all, at all, at all. Isn't technology lovely sometimes? Right, especially Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Holly, how's, uh, how's lockdown been treating you? How's, uh, how's everything been going on the last few months for you? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a strange few months. Um, it's definitely made me realise as well how much of my life is football, because as soon as kind of that came to a stop, and then my work, I also got put on furlough. I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, so I've been just trying to keep busy, really. been doing quite a lot of exercise and trying to get better with some football tricks and not doing too well, but <laughs> trying to get better at all of that. So, um, yeah, just keeping busy, trying to keep sane as much as possible. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's what it is, you know, uh, yeah. Work's been very busy. Um, you know, I, I work in. I don't do this full time, obviously. Um, not yet. Maybe one day. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but uh, no, with work, no work's busy. Yeah, I work in a market, market research company, so yeah. If, oh, okay. If, if everyone wants to find out what's going on with everyone. Give <laughs> <laughs> the answers. <laughs> yeah, so exactly, that's what we do. But um, no, it's been alright. And I know what you mean about football. Um, you don't realize how much you miss football until you haven't got it. And like for that hundred day period, it was like. Huh. <laughs> and uh, and then and then when the realization came that we were going to do restart, I was actually a bit gutted, really, because yeah. then I had to start worrying about West Ham again, and I was quite—he <laughs> got quite used to sort of not looking at a league table and and thinking back and looking at old games, and then it all came a bit real, and even more so for the first couple of games, wasn't it, where we didn't really uh, didn't really turn up, to be fair. Um, mm. And then going forward, you know, obviously, then you know the last few games have been brilliant, and we can go into Sunday with you know a bit of a. Uh, a relaxed attitude. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, we've been relaxed. don't get that often, do we? No, 
No, I can't remember the last time I've been relaxed at a West Ham game. But um, no, yeah, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, we've always done the, always done the jobs. And, uh, and yeah, look forward to, obviously, Sunday. And then, you know, obviously, Suchet signing as well, which is good. Yeah, I just thought. Yeah, Very this is brilliant. That. Um, so that's really, really good. <laughs> He's been brilliant, hasn't he? Since restart, he's been. I mean, oh. he's been. He's been great to be signing, but he's been even more so the last few weeks. Yeah, he's just the danger in the box. Whether it's whether it's a cross, whether it's him going in, you just. I feel more confident that he's going to get something on the ball, which is lovely to have. And um, especially going now into the last game of the season, having a bit more feeling of calm and not not the feeling of dread and fear before a game is um is really nice. Yeah, <laughs> even Antonio well, that- as well. Well, I did feel that. I, 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 had to, I, I was feeling quite confident. And then, obviously, when that penalty happened against United, Antonio's stepping up. And I think everyone, everyone watching going, yeah. what's going on? Uh, but, uh, yeah, he, he got his 10 goals, didn't he? So he's got his, he's got his you know, 750 well. bonus, whatever it was. But, um, yes, no, uh, yeah, I think he put everyone, everyone's heart, hearts are in our mouths. But, um, no, yeah. He's got, he misses this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, He's like, oh, what God. <laughs> This is going to be a nasty place. <laughs> he did a good job. He did a good job, though. It was like, you know, proper down the middle, wasn't it? You know, yeah, when Noble sort of hit, like, you know, pelts it a little bit, he sort of dropped it in. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, wasn't it? You know, he did the job and um, we'll see what happens in the close season. I suppose it really depends who goes up, really. Because, um, obviously, we're, yeah. we're looking at lots of championship players and, um, obviously, Wigan, you know, we can... Nick Robinson from Wigan, but obviously if Brentford, yeah, there's a couple Brentford. of Brentford as well. There's, yeah, there are definitely some good players to pick from if certain teams don't come up. So yeah. see what happens. And, and we could have, and we could have Dean Garner back. You know, I don't know what's happening. We don't know what's happening with him yet, but um, but yeah, he's obviously been really good, and he scored a great goal the other day as well, which was which, which kept him up and it took him up, and it's nice to see. Yeah. And nice to see. Uh, obviously, have Julian and and, um, and Slav back at the London Stadium next year, so that'd be good as well. Hopefully some fans will be in there to yeah. give them a clap. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm not Dream. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. I think that's, a, I th- that's what I've realised, how much the fans are integral with football, because it's like, are you, are you a, a FIFA sound on or off type person for football? I think I prefer the sound on, but really? I still don't feel like it's quite the same. The only reason is it, it feels a lot more like a training game or sort of a friendly when there is no sound. And if I'm not focusing on it enough, if I'm focusing enough on the gameplay, I don't particularly notice a huge amount. But it's just so different, isn't it? Like you said, the fans are what makes football and it's all about the, the game days and the atmosphere and you just can't replicate it as hard as, as, hard as you can try. It's just not it's quite true. the same. It's true. It's true. And, and even more so like West Ham fans, obviously, that, you know... You know, we're not in it for the football. I know it's like my it should, that should be my my sort of my uh, my slogan. We're not in it. We're not in it for the football. We're never going to win the league. We know that. Um, but you're right. It's the it's the camaraderie, the atmosphere, going to the going to the pub, uh, all that stuff. I think people have really missed, um, particularly when the people I talk to, the fans on the channel and stuff. That's what they seem to really miss. And so it's nice to do things like this, and obviously do the watch alongs and. You know, you have Zoom calls and everyone sort of gets in and watches the game on the telly and, and sort of moans on the half-time over the computer. But it's, um, yeah, I think actually we're doing, you know, it's, it's lovely to see all this sort of the West Ham family. We do talk about it quite a lot, but yeah. um, it's, it's really nice to see. Um, so for you, Holly, you know, obviously West Ham fan, um, the first question I ask everyone is why? <laughs> why, is, why is West Ham your club? So, mine's a bit of a strange one. So, my, my dad's from Liverpool and is a devoted Liverpool supporter. 
and I'm born and bred, I know. <laughs> I know. What? Um, what? You, you bat the wrong horse holes. So like the first pictures of me are like three months old in some massive Liverpool shirt and uh, there I have, I've just deviated from the plan and then now I'm celebrating not getting relegated instead of <laughs> celebrating winning the league. <laughs> I've gone wrong. Um, so yeah, and my mum's a mad Watford fan. So I played football for Watford for years and I'd always loved football but never particularly followed one specific team and sort of mm. more enjoyed playing and I'd watch games but never really supported the team. And then I went to a West Ham game, honestly, I can't remember how old I was now, but I'd been watching so match of the day, any clips I could find on West Ham and for some reason I just sort of developed this soft spot for West Ham and the first time I went to West Ham game, just securely. I don't know how to explain it. It was just everything, the, the atmosphere, the whole crowd. I'd been to Watford games before and it was completely different. There was just something that just clicked when I went to a West Ham game. Just the difference in the, the songs that people were singing and so many things like that that just really got me. And from that point on, it was a it was a slippery slope. I was hooked and that was it. And then I met my boyfriend, Dan, who also supports West Ham, luckily. Um, that was it really so yeah no, no escape now I'm well yeah. and truly committed for many a year <laughs> god yeah yeah <laughs> many years to come I hope but yeah no it's uh, it's funny isn't it how sometimes you know some people have stories and they, they, they go and the stories are oh, I was born in East Ham and da, da, da. some have stories were like you know I was watching match today and my dad went what football team going to support and I went uh, that one yeah, and that one. it could have been anyone um, yeah, like, like Little Britain oh that one um, <laughs> and uh and and so and some just don't know why they're a West Ham fan, but it doesn't matter what happens. It, as you said, with you and your boyfriend and stuff, it just gets into your skin, doesn't it? It's like osmosis. And before you yeah. know it, you're like a season ticket holder for 25 years, and you're like, yeah. how did that happen? Your whole family in the process. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you disowned. Yeah, you disowned. Your, disowned yeah, your yeah. mum. It's like you know, it's like you're the uh, you're the lone wolf. But um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? How how it all works. But you said once you're in, you're in, and you know, you very rarely be able to get out. It's a bit like. Uh, like a cult isn't it really it's like, yeah. one that we all love <laughs> it is one yes it's what it says we go we have a church uh london stadium and uh or slash up some part beforehand and uh it congregations and we go there for, for mass every sunday every saturday <laughs> or whenever they have the game no exactly but um with, with west ham obviously you know since you've been a, a fan um since you've been a disappointment to your parents and um <laughs> And become a West Ham fan. Um, long before then. Yeah, long before then. I, I hope not, Holly. I hope not. Um, what? There must have been some sort of. You must have some highlights, some memories that stick in your mind about your your fan career at West Ham at the moment. Yeah, well, the first time I went to Upton Park was once. I'd, I'd watched so many videos. I didn't get to go to many games. I didn't really have a family that would be willing no. to come with me to Upton Park. So um, so the first time I managed to get myself to the game with some friends, it was just seeing the stadium for the first time. I, it began before that. Like The memories of just walking out of Upton Park, the train station, everything along the way, like pie and chips before the game, the burger vans that you'd like possibly get food poisoning from, but possibly not, you didn't care. Like there were just so many amazing bits that as weird as it is, that's kind of what really is my first memory. And seeing the pitch for the first time and when you start seeing bubbles and just everyone getting behind the team, the atmosphere was more than I could have ever imagined. And um that's my first memory of just looking over that pitch and seeing the fans just singing the whole time and things like that that really just made it for me. So that's my main my main memory. And then obviously the last the last game at Upton Park I couldn't be at, but that game just sort of sums it all up to me and obviously things have changed since and um there's just yeah. Upton Park in general every game I went to it was just 
that match day experience that was what what in my overall sort of and I was talking about it with someone the other day actually down Green we used to go down Green Street and you see the burger vans and as you said yeah. that you had the you know salmonella lottery whatever it's called um what was is that smell you can't recreate that smell I mean I you know of, of the of whatever meat they cooked you try right. you know, when you have, it doesn't, it's, I mean a barbecue it doesn't smell like a barbecue it just smells like mm-hmm. a burger van it, you know there's it, it, so you know, I mean, you know, Ma might do stupid, uh, and links do silly scents at the moment, don't they? Someone needs to do a burger van scent because it's a scent that you can't recreate. It's really weird. You obviously don't get it at London Stadium because you don't get the burger vans, you know, that sort of no. greasy spoon burger van. But um, yeah, it's that <laughs> smell. I just remember it particularly as you, you know, by the supporters club, there was two burger vans on a very small road opposite each other. Yeah, inside. <laughs> You're thinking, is that turf war? It's like, you know, <laughs> it's like, it just didn't seem to make sense, did it? It didn't seem to make sense. Right near each other. Yeah, Why not? exactly. Yeah, yeah but you, you're, you're right. And obviously things change. And you said back at yeah, London Stadium and, you know, it's a beautiful stadium. And, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was all for the move. You know, obviously work, having worked there for so many years, it was, uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. And uh, it's weird at the moment because obviously I'm one of the 300 there. And it's really weird because, like, there's no, it is literally no one there. You know, I've been to some games where there being maybe 200 fans um, for these under-23s games, but there's been no fans, apart from, like, me and stuff, obviously. But um, you can hear the journos typing as well, which is really weird. It's just even on their laptops (laughs) on their their posh Macs and they can still hear the typing. But um, hopefully we'll get back. But actually, you know, the stadium's really, really, really sort of sorted to a... social distancing you know really because it's a bowl shape so you know yeah. I, I would hope we get a fair few when we start i think october they said they're looking at starting fans coming in i don't know how they're going to sort that yeah. out but um yeah That's i think right. like, you can have some in there i think hopefully it would make that bit of difference and make it feel yeah. more like it's a normal normal game day kind of thing totally i mean that's that i mean interviewing a lot of the ex-players and and talking about you know having no atmosphere um, or no fans, not no atmosphere, no fans. Um, they they were like, yeah, it's really hard if you're not having a good day, or you're, I don't know, you're just not on on your on the metal. You're you're a bit bit ill maybe, but you're playing. Having the fans there just giving out a twenty percent, and um, it was obvious to me everyone, not just West Ham, but every Premier League team didn't really start restart really well. Really, it was quite wow. sloppy. Um, but the last few weeks, wasn't it? Yeah, it like, I it takes away slightly the um, the home advantage because I think, although obviously like the London Stadium, I feel like it's such a, a sort of amazing looking stadium that a lot of teams kind of go there and think it's going to be great to sort of play on this pitch. And I think the problem is when you then don't have the fans to sort of intimidate them, I guess in a way, it's um, it's I imagine a lot harder for our players to sort of mentally sort of come back from when you go behind or anything mm. like that and. It's, it's been strange. I don't know how much of an impact, obviously, the sort of not having fans makes an impact on game days for the away team, but I imagine it must make it a little bit more comfortable to play somewhere. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, it, you know, looking, I mean, you look at it, I mean, you've got things like, um, I mean, it's just silly when you think about it. I mean, I think it was the German, was it the Bundesliga? They did something and it was like, I don't know, 30% win rate, you know, for home and stuff like that, you know, and it's just weird things like that. But, um, 
No, yeah, I, I, I think when, when the season's finished, we'll have there'll be someone I'll probably sit down and work it out because you know I'm a bit geeky like things like that. But just just to see the different the impacts at home because you're right, it's like there's no fans, there's no intimidation. You know, it's it, it's it's more like a training game, really, isn't it? And you know, would we have gone to Man United and sort of? No, yeah, I mean, apart from ten minutes, that Man United game. We were pretty much comfortable. Would we have done yes. that? You know, would we have done that if it was an old trap? Would we have got the penalty? Or we would have. But you know what I mean? It's, yeah. It seems, you know, it's, <laughs> it just seems, yeah, you're right. It just, it's weird when you think about it. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, you look at teams like Sheffield United. I mean, they've clearly, they've been, they've just fallen off the wayside, you know, and, and, and even Wolves to that extent, you know, they were flying high and, and playing some good football and playing with confidence. And clearly, obviously, the fans at Molyneux and at Bramall Lane made a big difference because they have they'd be, be a shadow of the team. Uh, where well, we, yeah, yeah. Well, we're like, we're Antonio. We're like, Antonio is like, you know, top goal scorer. And, uh, you know, they don't need to break every year to just come back and smash the last few games. Yeah, of the just, to get his, just to get his 10 goal bonus, really, by the end of the year more than anything. But uh, yeah, God forbid it doesn't happen again. But you, I know what you mean. But uh, Anyway, so what we're doing with this channel, we digress. I love to, we, we, we do chat a little bit. That's all fun. Um, we do this thing called Hammers 11. So that's the idea of the channel. Um, so we obviously find out about your story, why you become a West Ham fan. But then we go through your, your 11. So the idea is everyone has their own 11. You know, you write it on the back of a, a beer mat when you're chatting in the pub or whatever. Um, but it's 11 players that, you know, you've firstly been alive to see play. That's basic. That's the only criteria. The only reason is otherwise everyone would pick Bobby Moore, everyone would pick Billy Bonds, but you and me weren't around to see them. So, you know, it's not, it doesn't seem fair that we put them in, to be perfectly honest, in, in this respect. Um, but apart from that, the criteria is whatever you want it to be. It doesn't matter. It's all about players that mean something to you, whether it's positive or it might be negative as well. We've had some which are, you know, the the disappointment 11 you know things like that but uh <laughs> it's hard to see you so we'll, we'll have a go with this always we'll see what we can do man um right yeah. so i also like to keep it to a 442 but i'm happy to be um flexible good because now now we're back on zoom i've got, I've got a different i have two ways of recording it's a zoom 442 the other one you could have you know you could have done whatever um right so for for holly let's go for uh between the sticks who would be in goal for the holly 11 right so i'm going to choose a team that sort of some of them have more of a sentimental value some yeah. of them perform wise um <laughs> I was going to say Roberto just to see your reaction. Um, so I'm going to start with Fabianski for Twin Sticks. Yeah. Um, I think the main reason is just that he's been so consistent. When we didn't have him, we saw a difference it made. Um, he was a massive improvement on Adrian when we signed him. Um, obviously, Adrian's gone off to win the Premier League since, so <laughs> we might have missed out on a good one there. Um, but yeah, so just I think he's made such a difference in terms of the confidence as well that he seems to give the players around mm-hmm. him um, and communication. I think he's been massive for us over yeah. the last however long. And, yeah, t- totally agree. Totally agree. And, and yeah, hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? So, you know, we, we let uh, obviously uh, Adrian go, and we brought in Roberto. We brought in obviously David Martin, and the plan was sort of a clever plan. I thought, you know, send the two young lads, you know, send Trot and the other lad off, um, made sense. But unfortunately, it didn't pan out like that. <laughs> Hindsight's a great thing. <laughs> right, we'll put Fabianski in goal. Uh, left back, who should have left back, Holly? Left back, I'm going to say Cresswell, 
but not the current press world, the press world I guess he's not doing. So it's a, it's a weird one at the moment because he's just not performing how I, I wish he could and I've seen him perform as well. And I think the main reason as well is that season with Pyatt, the way that you linked up with him, my memories of that season were just so exciting of, of what sort of what was possible every time he got the ball. Um, so yeah, mainly due to the last season at the Berlin, I'm going to say press well. I'm hoping that he can pick it up again because at the moment it's uh, not ideal, is it, the situation? Uh, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> okay, uh, that's Aaron. Uh, good old Cresswell wears a magic hat. Um, right back. Who got right back then, Holly? So, we haven't been blessed with the, uh, the greatest no, right back. No, we haven't actually, no. I'm going to say Lucas Neal. Yep. Um, just for, obviously, strong tackles, great leader, captain. Um, and from what I've heard, all the players have always said that he's been amazing in the dressing mm. room. And I think that that's so important in a team to sort of have someone like that around. Um, so, yeah, Lucas Neal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's true, actually. I when I interviewed... Um... <sighs> Anton Fernand, he 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 like he couldn't say anything. It, it was like he was like rat waxing lyrically about Lucas Neal, you know, as, as a captain, <laughs> as a man. It was lovely to hear, but um, and he talked about a lot of things which I didn't know about Lucas Neal um, in terms of you know player stuff, and it was really interesting. Yeah, but yeah, he's a lovely, lovely guy, and apparently an absolutely fantastic captain, um, like a team captain as well as a captain on the pitch. Um, we'll put Lucas Neal in. Uh, centre back. So, who are we going to have for your first centre back then, Holly? So, I'm going to start with Ginge, James Collins. Yeah. Um, we used to call him ball magnet because every single cross he used to just find his head somehow. Yeah. So, he's one of those, you just felt comfortable with him sort of in defence. And yeah, obviously, he went, went, to, went to Villa, didn't he? And he came back and yeah. lost Claret and Blue. And he's just one of those that, yeah, strong tackles again, which is always what I'm a big fan of in defence. No nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. He's like, um, he, I think I preferred him in his second spell than his first spell. Um, just because I think he came back a bit more, a bit more grit, you know, a bit more sort of veteran. A bit <laughs> yeah, he had a skinhead and we love, we love a skinhead player as well. So uh, <laughs> it all helped. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Uh, I put Ging in. Um, and who's Ging going to partner in the middle then, Holly? He's going to partner with... Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand. Yep. And um, I think the reasons for that is obviously came up for the academy. Um, just solid and you could rely on him. Um, I think it's a shame, obviously, that I just wish we could have kept him for longer because he went on to have such a successful career. But um, yeah, I just think that's definitely who I'd want at the back of Jim. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, yeah, it's not much much to say about Rio, to be honest with you. It's like, you know, you're, you're totally right. He's... Uh, a lovely guy. And that's weird, isn't it? Some players that they leave and you don't still think of him as a West Ham player. But we are, I always do. Even when he was playing for like Man United and, and England, he was still like a West Ham boy. I never had that yeah. same effect for other players, but Rio, you just did. Um, it was strange. You're right. We, if, if we had another couple of seasons, I think uh, he would have developed even more because I think uh, by going to Man United, I think stifled part of his sort of ball playing side he was more about the defence Alex Ferguson like defenders rather than necessarily ball players and um, and yeah it would have, I think he would have been he had an even more well, he had a great career but an even greater career in terms of a, a player I think he just stayed with us for a couple of years but anyway no bitterness there okay. <laughs> yeah, I know alright let's let's, uh, let's go to midfield then let's go uh, left midfield left wing who are we going to have on the left then Holly left wing I'm going to say, I feel quiet. 
it's got yep. to be quiet. Yeah. Just the pure excitement. Every time he's on the ball, um, his confidence, his free kicks. He's the player that I've seen live that the most that I've literally, every time he's got the ball, I've been like, oh, go on. Like, just, just felt like any magic can happen at any moment. Obviously, it was yeah. a shame how things ended and when he left, but I just felt like he, he made everyone around him a better player. Um, he literally made everyone, we look like, we look like uh, Barcelona when we're around him sometimes. And to have a player that can do that, he was just so talented as an individual. So, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He was one of the... Um... He was one of the ones which, I mean, I've said it before, when, when like my mates who weren't West Ham fans, when you talked about, you know, you're playing West Ham, you might be Tottenham fans or Arsenal fans, Liverpool fans, he's the only player I can remember. And they've all been gutted that he's playing for us, not for them. Do you know what I mean? He was like the man, you know, we, did, we don't really have, never had a player who was the man in the Premier League. And he was, you know, I mean, Christ, he was like nominated Ballon d'Or, you know. Yeah. And how many that's that never happened. exactly has never happened. <laughs> so it's like it's um no, he was brilliant. I mean, I agree, he's he's the best technical player I've seen at West Ham. Um just I think he just it was an honour for him to to watch him um during that sort of last season at the Upton Park and obviously the first season ish, half a season at uh, London Stadium. Um yep, Payette, let's go the other side, let's go right wing, right midfield then Holly. Um, Joe Cole, Joe Cole, um, just his celebrations. He was just so happy to score. <laughs> so, so many great memories. Like when that that one where he scores, he just stops and leans into the crowd. Like things like that that just always stick in my mind as an image. Um, just a player that really excites me, I suppose. And yeah, a just brilliant player. How we ever got relegated with him, I'll never know. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> but Joe Cole, going there, legend. Yeah, he is, and 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 I think he talks so so well when he does his commentary and analysis on BT Sport and stuff. I think he's, there's a real footballing mind there. You know, I don't know we know there is, but you know, some people are, don't articulate themselves very well when it comes to, you know, they might be great players, but they can't articulate themselves in an analysis role or commentary role. And Joe does so clearly. He's going to be a fantastic manager or coach um, later down the line, and. Who knows? Who knows? I'd love him to come back. That would uh, make my life. Funnily enough, Dan's named his cat. So Dan's cat is about 10 years old now. Um, but called Joey after Joe Cole. So. Brilliant. Love <laughs> it, love it, love it. <laughs> All right, let's put Joey in. Let's go into the central midfield positions then. Who's your first centre mid then, Holly? First one, I'm going to say Nobs. Yep. Um, just Mr. West Ham, isn't he? Just a yeah. leader. I think... I know he gets a lot of stick for being sort of slow and passing back a fair amount, but I do think he holds it together. And sometimes when you don't have him on the pitch, you notice the impact that that actually has. Um, and just his ability to, I think, motivate those around him. He might not be the youngest or fastest anymore, but um, yeah, just so many, so many appearances. And I do think we'll miss him massively when he retires. And I hope that he's one of those that may well come back to the club in another capacity a long time down the line. I don't know if it's something he's interested in at the moment, but... Yeah, yeah. So. yeah, so I absolutely love Nobs. Yeah, he is. He's just like, he just loves the club in it. And it's like, I think well, everyone says he does. You know, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, be like, he actually does. You know, I've seen it firsthand how much when he's not playing, he's kicking every ball on the touchline and stuff. And he's just a lovely bloke as well. And I just think he's a bit like old school in that respect. I think, you know, like, you know, 
the Brookings and Bonds of this world, they were fantastic gentlemen off the pitch as well. And Mark's one of them players as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, when I interviewed Kevin Keane, he did say that he was um, talking to Mark about taking up a, a coaching role after he's finished. And uh, he's a bloody good coach. Because, I mean, you know, not being funny, the kids, who would you listen to more? Kevin Keane, who they'd never heard of, or Mark Noble, who's played over 500 times for the club that you're playing for at the moment or you're supporting. And, uh, yeah, I hope you'll carry on a long time. Um, he's one of those, I don't think he's like a you know like when you have like a dog lead and it's like you can't go more than like five meters. The dog, I think that's gonna be like Mark. I don't think no. you can go more than five meters away from London Stadium. You know what I mean? And feed him back in, isn't it? Um, yeah. So who's who's Nob's gonna partner in the middle then, Holly? It's gonna be Rice. Um, yeah. So I just think he's so important for us. I, I have everything for us that we can keep him because. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I don't want to see him play for any other Premier League team ever. That would break my heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I just think he's just an up-and-coming leader. Obviously, he's had a chance of being captain now. At some point, it looks like that will or should be his. Um, I just hope that we can hold on to him because he's only getting better and he's got so much potential. So I, I don't think we could get a replacement for him at the moment. And I just don't think that there's anyone that's a better fit. And also, he's so passionate about the club as well, which I really hope sort of gives us the opportunity to keep him for longer. We know he's an amazing player and we know that maybe West Ham might not always keep the best players or be the best in the league. We might not win the league next year. <laughs> but I'd, I'd love to keep him. But I just think he's really exciting as well. And just the way that he disperses the ball and going into those last-ditch tackles and things like that, you, you very rarely see him make a mistake. No. Um, and when he does, we forgive it because of the other 5,000 things he's done in the last however many months that have been yeah. brilliant. So, yeah, great. Yes. You're right. In the last few games, he's been stonking, and he? he's been absolutely stonking the last few games. And um, I don't think it's a coincidence that he that you know he two best games probably were the Chelsea game and maybe the Newcastle game, both games where he was captain. And um, I just think, I mean, to be honest, I'd, I'd offer him the captain's role today, you know, and just say, look, you know, because Mark's not going to be around forever. But Dick, you know, could you imagine if we end up getting five hundred games out of Dick? I mean, it won't happen, but <laughs> it would be lovely, wouldn't it? It'd be different. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm, I think you should do. I think you should like form a legacy at West Ham and and be Mister the new Mister West Ham and stay and. Of course, I'm going to say that because I want to stay. But you know, what I mean, it just it'd be different than having to just go to Chelsea and they do a Ross Barkley and ruin him and or Scott Parker yeah. and ruin him and. I just think he could, he'll be a big fish in a small pond at West Ham. And um, yeah. the way he talks to the other players as well, yeah. he, he wants, he's been doing it for a long time, but more so now, he's communicating so well with everyone around him. He's got all the leadership qualities. And again, I think as West Ham fans, all we want is someone that just loves the club and gives everything on the pitch, isn't yeah. it? And he does that. So, yeah. You're right. And for someone so young to have that level of confidence to do it and the respect the other people, have, the other team members have to listen to him tell them you know because it's it's all right talking but if you don't listen then don't listen to yeah. it there's, there's nothing it's just you know some blo- it's just noise but uh, no i know what you mean about deck and uh we'll see i think you know i think the signing of suchek um you know shows that you know there's 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 a midfielder trying to build there and you know him and rice as a partnership will be great and then nobs coming in as and when we need that extra steal in midfield or he drops out and lanzini comes in or four nails or snoddy you know there's that other there's a third spot in that midfield three really which you could um 
into change. It's quite a nice way of, of working, but uh, we'll see what happens. We never know. You, you, you don't know what's going <laughs> Exactly. We can just hope for the best and uh, just keep them locked away in a, in a, in a store cupboard until uh, <laughs> mid-September mid or whatever. Um, right, okay, we'll put Rice in. Let's go up front. Who have you got as your, who's got your first striker then, Holly? So, the first striker, Carlos. Yes. Chavez, part of the great escape. I still don't know how we got him. <laughs> Just, yeah, one of those players that, yeah, he has to be in the lineup. Absolutely has to be. First goal against Spurs. So many, so many great memories of him. And just, again, the way that he celebrates and, yeah, so many great memories of Chavez. I can't even, can't even list them. <laughs> yeah. And he did. I mean, you know, he came out of nowhere. Not of, I mean, he did come out of nowhere. But, you know, for the first few games, he didn't really do much. First few months, really. And then, then he just went on this amazing run, didn't he? For like six months and was just, well, it was unstoppable, really, wasn't he? And he was, he was just so much energy, so entertaining to watch. And, uh, yeah, no, it was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was I, you know, when I talked to players, uh, and and coaches around that era, around that time, talking about the Tevez deal, you know what yeah. happened, what was it like, and they go, do you know what it was weird, you know they just turned up and you know training one day, and then these two Argentine internationals were just in, <laughs> just like <laughs> in the changing room, they're like, but apparently Carlos really did more than Mascherano, he um, Mascherano rather, um, he Carlos really tried to integrate himself in with the West Ham like players so he would go on like Anton told me stories he'd go on nights out with them to like nightclubs in London but he would take his translator with him um <laughs> so you can just imagine this sort of like guy in a suit with glasses and you know just a translator Carlos is really going through it on the uh, on the dance floor and you can just see that you know Argentinian flair you know coming yeah. out and, yeah in the dance floor but uh, no he's a lovely guy all right yeah Carlos who's Carlos going to partner up front then Honeyman has to be the canyon Yep. Absolutely got to be. Um, she's so passionate about the game, wasn't he? Absolutely mad, but incredible. Um, yeah. Just loved the club. He's even got a West Ham tattoo, hasn't he? I think. Yeah, yeah, he's eight. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just that goal against Wimbledon, the scissor kick. So many of his goals that, again, that I've, I've rewatched the footage so many times over the years, but just those moments that you never, you never quite forget. Um, yeah. And his personality, more than anything, I think. Absolutely unforgettable. So he has to go my own. Hey, he's one of those players who's just like I call him like box office. He's like a box office player. Do you know what I mean? I mean, Payet is technically the best player I've ever seen at West Ham, but for me, Decania was the best player because you. It's like a pie chart. You need the technical ability. You need the passion. You need the entertainment value. And he just entertained us, doesn't he? He's like you didn't know, and you just need that like five percent of what's he going to do today? You know, like literally genius and madman, you know, being on yeah. that knife edge. And he was just like that. And no, I, yeah, it's brilliant. And, you, and you're right. It's, it's, it's for him. There were so many different, I mean, those seasons he was at, he was at the club, every game, something happened. He might've had a strop or he might score a hat trick or, you know, be mesmeric or pick the ball up when it, the Everton game, when the goalkeeper was down. 
all these things and uh but it was every game it was every game with him and uh no he was love no I, I loved him he was one of my he was my favorite player probably wasn't the best technical player but he was my favorite player overall West Ham um just because I think he, he just brought so much so much to the club as you said the man's inked himself you know for us so what can you do I mean I, I haven't even got a West Ham tattoo and no exactly you never knew what he was capable of like Things that other players would never even try, like that Chelsea goal where he flicks it up outside the box and just absolutely fires it into the back of the net. Things like that that you just don't typically see. And totally. like you said, picking the ball up in that game and things like that that it was just entertaining at the same time yeah. and you just fell in love with him. Yeah, it's brilliant. It was a good part. And, and that, that rounds off your team nicely, Horseman. It's been lovely chatting to you. It's been really nice. We got there eventually. We got there eventually. <laughs> Wi-Fi is always handy for that. <laughs> yeah, it's all good and game, all good games. We, we all sort it out eventually. And um, thanks, thanks, really, thanks for your time, Holly. Because uh, no, no, I, you, I know you're busy again now because you, you're all uh, you're back at work and stuff. So yeah, nice and busy. But yeah, exactly. Wonderful use of my afternoon. <laughs> it's it's the one Zoom call everyone wants to take, so it's okay, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously thank you to everyone else for watching you know like share subscribe do the usual thing and until next time for me and holly take care everyone stay safe come on you irons big game on sunday come on you irons see you bye-bye take care sports social podcast network it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.